Hello, and welcome to Alex Toth In-Depth. This is Paul Fricke, cartoonist, comics professor, and Toth Sato. This is the program where we discuss Toth's work and influence on comics, character design, and visual storytelling. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube or to the podcast. Positive reviews really help. Check show notes for links. For daily Toth art posts on Instagram, follow at Alex Toth In-Depth, and please spread the word. In this episode, introducing a new episode format, Anatomy of a Page. In this series, I'm going to cover certain particular pages that Toth drew and study and analyze and break down many aspects of a page. Uh, This in particular is from the first Torpedo 1936 story that Toth did, page 7. Toth did two Torpedo 1936 stories uh, in 1981 for an Italian publisher. These both written by Sanchez Abula. And uh, this is a gangster story set in America featuring Torpedo or Luca. Um, And you can see uh, Toth brought his signature style uh, to this work. So no matter what Toth did and however many strengths he had, Um, and however strong he was on design. Everything he did, he did almost always in service of story. Now, what did he do in particular with this story? Uh, He uses for the layout a six-panel grid. This page is uh, largely uh, dealing with scene transitions uh, from outdoor to indoor and character interactions between the two main characters, Luca and Rascal. And he focuses on a particular center of interest that's uh, pivotal to the story. You'll see on this page that he is not showing a full figure and he's not showing any close-ups. On previous pages and subsequent page, he is dealing with uh, more of those kinds of shots uh, and establishing that further. Um, But because we're seeing emotions and close-ups on the the page before and the page after, he's not focusing on that as much uh, and isn't really needed for page 7. So back to storytelling. Again, the six-panel grid. And what does he do on this page? On the first half of the page, the first three panels, he is focusing on that transition, the character's movement, and establishing the interaction between them and how they are uh, relating to each other physically. And then in the second half of the page, he is focusing on a suitcase. And again, this is pivotal to the story. What's the point of view of each one of these shots in terms of story and traditional storytelling? In panel one, uh, it's an exterior, um, you know, just below eye level. Uh, Same for panel two, but the interior. Uh, Panel three, over the shoulder, just above heads where people are sitting. Low angle for panel four, over the shoulder, and slightly above uh, eye level for uh, panel five. And then a worm's eye view or from extreme below for panel six. There's a reason for each one of these shots and why he's doing it, and we'll explore further. For balloon and text placement on this page, he keeps it very simple, very similar to the simple setup of the six-panel grid. When you do this, there's no way somebody's going to read this uh, incorrectly. 
uh, one panel follows another. And in this case, all the balloons are positioned at the top of the page. Uh, there's no way you can read this incorrectly or in the wrong order. Very solid, very traditional. What's the flow, the eye flow of the page? Now, who knows how a reader really takes in the information and where their eye goes. More likely than not, readers are taking in a variety of things, the page all at once, their eyes are darting about the, the page, um, they're bouncing back and forth between word and image. Um, and in many cases, they're going to read the text first and then, uh, and then go through the flow of the images. But that's not always the case. Many times I think people are reading the images really quickly, even quicker than they think, and then uh, going to the text. In this case, um, generally, he will bring the eye uh, from left to right, top to bottom, and across the panel. Often you'll see uh, panels go in uh, seven or Z shapes, um, and we've got some of that going on here, but uh, he brings the eye down and then across, across the panel in panel two, down around, and then the positioning of the characters in panel three brings us across, uh, along with uh, a character's uh, sitting legs, and then a strong vertical down with an arm in panel four, bringing us down to the, uh, the suitcase, across, sweeping across in, pa in panel five, and then in panel six, straight left to right, some verticals, but then off to the next page as well. Really good flow throughout this whole page. In terms of fields of depth, Toth is uh, using a variety of things uh, to show foreground, middle ground, and background. Uh, and I've indicated them if you're watching here on the video. In some cases, he's using foreground elements to frame the more important uh, element within the panel or just for depth. And in other cases, the foreground element is the most important thing uh, in the, uh, the panel, like in panel six or in panel four, or is in tandem, like in panel six, with uh, the uh, main character, Luca. Um, he is using sometimes uh, black to, uh, to establish foreground and background. And in some cases, he's overlapping uh, shapes, uh, figures, and objects to establish further depth. Sometimes there's black in the background, sometimes in the foreground, and sometimes he leaves background out entirely to really get us to the most important uh, part of the panel. But uh, incredible depth throughout here, and, and Toth did a great job of that uh, his entire career, uh, establishing depth within his uh, picture making in his panels. Uh, Toth is really known for black spotting, and in this case, it is not a page that stands out uh, with really stark, over-the-top uh, black spotting like he can do, but it is very strong and used well throughout. In this case and on this page, he's using it in the background in ways that wouldn't always be used. Sometimes those background blacks are uh, popping characters out into the foreground, and then in panels three and six, he's you know got an interior wall behind Luca that is completely blacked out. I think most people uh, and most artists, when dealing with this, 
um, and, and considering the lighting within the, uh, the space, the interior, interior space, uh, I don't think they would black that out. And he does in order to uh, reduce clutter and in order to uh, uh, get the focus on the main character and his uh, body language and expressions and interactions. Composition, framing, and center of interest. These are very important within this page. He's using diagonals, framing, and directional pointers to get across where he wants you to look and, and, uh, and what is the center of interest in the, each panel. In panel one, we are looking at the, the head, but that is kind of uh, overlapped from uh, his um, collar. The real important center of interest is the bottle he's holding. The most important thing is that Luca has been drinking. It's the morning, and he is off kilter and askew, which you can see from the diagonals. The diagonals point us from uh, his head down to the, the, the bottle uh, that his hand is holding, and then across and into uh, the next page, sorry, next panel. The center of interest in panel two is Luca's face and, again, his body language. All of the pointers are there to, uh, uh, from previous panels or within the panel are, are really directly like arrows pointing us to the main thing we want to see. Um, and in panel two as well, he's using Rascal and the foreground to frame Luca, the center of interest. In panel three, uh, there are vertical and uh, diagonal pointers and diagonal framing with, uh, again, Rascal and the, uh, the, the uh, end table, uh, bringing us to the center of interest of Luca. In panel four, we have some strong verticals and diagonals from uh, Luca's legs that are pointing to the suitcase in this panel, the obvious center of interest. And other verticals are pointing in Rascal's body and framing the suitcase as well. Uh, pay close attention to Toth, Toth's cropping in all the way throughout his work. He uses cropping to uh, sometimes not give you the full picture to direct and focus your eye to something important. If we saw a full figure of either uh, Rascal or Luca in panel four, we would not be as aware of the suitcase, which again, at this point, becomes the main uh, item and object uh, in this page and, uh, and leading into the next page. Um, same thing in panel five, there, is, there are framing and pointers from Luca's body and, and a vertical pointer of Rascal's body to get us down to the suitcase. Again, the suitcase is front and center, and even though overlapped by Luca's leg, is the main uh, center of interest. And then diagonal, uh, diagonals pointing uh, to, um, from Luca's body to the suitcase. In this case, you can say the suitcase is the center of interest, but it is also framing uh, Luca's uh, body language and reaction uh, to what Rascal wants to show him in the suitcase or the action that's been taken. Uh, body language expression and clothing folds. Uh, Toth can just draw like crazy, and he's not getting lost in a lot of detail, although there's tons of detail in these pages. It's just how he chooses to draw them 
and how he is choosing to um, and, and what he's choosing to focus on. Um, for these, let's take a closer look at uh, each tier. Um, in panel one, again, we the main thing Toth wants to get across to us is Luca's uh, state and his body position is telling us that he's off kilter. He needs to. He's on an angle, he's on a diagonal, which again makes for a dynamic uh, composition. Um, and he's steadying himself with his arm on the car. Um, and, you know, the other strong verticals and, uh, and um, horizontals accentuate how askew Luca is in this panel. We, we get a lot of movement just from the figure, but also from the sweep uh, of the scarf uh, from over his shoulder. In panel two, we're seeing more of that with Luca just being uh, off kilter, askew, taking his uh, coat off in in a wild manner because he doesn't have super control of himself. There is a bottle in the foreground to remind us uh, he set it down, and that is you know why he's in that state. Also, look at the upper left uh, if you're viewing the video here. That lamp is askew as well, with further uh, frames Luca, but also accentuates that he's off kilter. Again, his body language is juxtaposed with Rascal's in that panel, in panel two, which is vertical, straight. Rascal is, you know, clear. Uh, Luca, not so much. But look at the movement um, on, on his layered clothing here. Uh, drawing someone, putting on or taking off uh, a, a coat or a shirt is really difficult uh, to draw. And, uh, and Toth observes this and pulls it off great. Tons of movement again. The, the hat is askew. Uh, there's a sweep of the, um, uh, of the scarf, uh, of his coat, and then um, a lot of movement, right, from the tie. Just beautiful stuff. And again, because Luca's head is pointed down and we're not seeing it full on, we are looking instead at the body language and all the clothing that is getting across what Toth wants to see and then Rascal's reaction to it. In panel three, um, Rascal is framing uh, Luca, which is the center of attention here. And uh, again, if we saw a straight-on shot of Luca's face, we would be paying attention to his expression. And we're getting some of that. The body language, though, is what's carrying it. And look how natural uh, Luca's um, sitting position is here. Just beautiful. Uh, in panel four... There's great detail and attention paid to the um, uh, the, the shoes um, and the, the folds in the clothing, whether they're blacked out or have some shadow on it. Just gorgeous, uh, really beautifully drawn. Also, Toth uses pattern and design within his objects. Very true throughout this entire story, pivotal to the entire story. Um, and, you know, he's doing the same thing here with some things on the rug, but again, those strong verticals on the suitcase, which make it very identifiable from panel to panel and, and really um, uh, get our attention. Uh, and look at the, <laughs> look at the detail of the, the folds in the rug, right? It's not a clean uh, against the floor rug. It has uh, some give to it, uh, and it's been rumpled. Just beautiful observation. Uh, the last two panels... Um, again, Luca's uh, body is framing and pointing us toward the suitcase, um, but his body language tells us a lot, and that is um, accentuated uh, in 
the last panel on this page. Um, again, we're not seeing uh, Luca's face. It is obscured by the arm of the chair and his own hand. Instead, what we're paying attention to is the, the body language to get across his, uh, uh, his mood and emotion and his reaction to the suitcase. Beautiful stuff. Um, one last word about translation on this story. Again, this was for an Italian publisher. So uh, Toth got the script written by Italian uh, writer, and then uh, I'm assuming it was a translated for him uh, to draw, and he did not leave the balloons open. Uh, instead, he lettered it himself in English. And we're told he made changes to the script. Now, I can't recall how this was first published in America um, in a Catalan uh, publication in 1984, um, um, but it's been uh, translated and changed. The script has been changed many times, or a few times anyway, um, in subsequent printings. Um, if you consider the Italian, uh, what I'm assuming is the uh, original Italian publication, on the right here, um, some of this <laughs> looks to be different than what Toth uh, did. If you translate this, some of it is very close to what Toth changed it to, and then some of it looks different and, and perhaps the uh, Abullah's original intention. In subsequent years, more, uh, this story has been published in other ways, and in some cases, they completely change um, Toth's lettering. Uh, uh, you know, for some reason, even reversing out the, the type in, in panel two. Um, but some really bad lettering on certain um, prints of this, unless someone translated uh, this for themselves. Uh, but again, some of the <laughs> uh, translation is very close to what Toth changed it to, and some of it is... Uh, uh, more similar to um, what we see in other versions uh, on the right here, uh, ha more harsh language, which perhaps Toth um, objected to. Um, and I really think you can get like three or four different versions of translations or uh, with the Italian of the text within this story. Um, I prefer a lot of what um, uh, Toth changed it to, uh, where he strips it down and keeps it sim simple and takes the edge off a little bit, meaning it's already a misogynistic and harsh story. Um, and some of the other versions to me are overly harsh. Um, perhaps some think that's a uh, an advantage or a benefit, um, but I like what Toth did. Um, in the uh, in 1985, I think a, a year after the original uh, appearance of this story in the Catalan publication, uh, this story was also published in Echoes of Future Past uh, by Neil Adams Continuity Studios and colored by Corey Adams. And um, this is very similar to some of the other um, uh, text of other um, uh, publications of this story. Um, the, le the coloring here is in some ways definitely handled in terms of warm and cool, but I usually don't care for it. It has a more painterly look, and that to me uh, is um, at odds with uh, Toth's um, manner of uh, laying down his line work and his black and white work. 
um, for the original Toth used um, uh, a red flare pen, best I can figure. Um, he did this red lettering uh, on his original art as early as the 1950s, some of the first lettering jobs he ever did. And you know, again, the camera in those days would pick up red as um, black. Uh, so it really didn't matter <laughs> which way he was using it. Now this strikes people as odd, but uh, that's what he was about. And again, he did that as early as the 1950s. And then again, uh, in his later work sometimes, this one done in 1981. So that wraps our uh, analysis of uh, this page. Um, there are many different pages uh, from this story. I could really choose, could have chosen almost any page uh, in this story, and it would have been a standout, but this one always stuck out to me, and, um, and it's a, a really a winner for a variety of reasons. Uh, if you've not read uh, the Torpedo stories, I would check out both of them. Uh, again, if you're looking at uh, Jordi Bernays' work on the rest of the series, it's beautiful stuff, um, but really hard stories, so uh, know what you're getting into um, if you're going to seek them out. But I would uh, check out Toth two stories to study them and read them and uh, and learn more from them. Really gorgeous stuff. Some of his best, and in my estimation, this is one of the best comic short stories ever done. So that's all the time we're giving to this episode. This again is Paul Fricky for the Alex Toth in depth program. Keep in mind what Toth said: interpret the story's needs and serve them. Until next time, go with Toth.